0: is Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue on KGMI News Talk 790 965 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
1: Welcome to Wealth Wake Up, Dick Donahue with you this Sunday morning here on KGMI. We're going to start out today talking about our stagflationary future. You know, a month ago, many people were pretty serious that inflation concerns had passed. After the equivalent of 22 quarter rate hikes and the biggest drop in money supply since the Great Depression, consumer prices rose only two-tenths of 1% in July, with a year-over-year rate of increase down to 3.2%, well below its 8.3% increase in the 12 months ending in August of 22, after Russia invaded Ukraine. But all prices have reversed course. The monthly increase in the August CPI will show that inflation came in hot. Consumer prices rose six-tenths of 1% for the month, and consumer prices are also up about 3.7% versus a year ago. That is an acceleration. This is a far cry from the Federal Reserve's stated inflation goal, and more than enough to show that inflation wasn't just the transitory result of COVID related supply chain issues or Vladimir Putin. Other measures also show that the job isn't done. Last November, the Fed invented something called Supercore Inflation, dropping energy, food, and housing prices. But even this measure is up 4.7% in July versus a year ago, higher than the 4.4% when it was introduced. Some now dismiss this measure of inflation but these are often the same people who focused on it, touting it as a better gauge than overall inflation. It's hard for us to shake the sneaking suspicion that they went from enthusiastic to skeptical about this measure because it wasn't showing the progress on inflation that they'd like to believe. Meanwhile, Cleveland Fed's median PCE inflation rate is up 4.8% in the last year. We're not back to the 1970s yet, but there are some similarities. Great society spending pushed government spending on a steep upward trajectory in the 1970s in spite of the eventual wind-down of the Vietnam War. In turn, policymakers monetized much of the extra spending. The result is a wet blanket of big government with slow growth, but a boost to inflation from easy money. Reagan and Volcker reversed these two policies, and growth accelerated, while inflation fell after going through a severe recession early in the 1980s. Does this ring a bell? The government's response to the Great Recession and the financial panic of 2008 and 2009 was a big shift upward in spending, and the economic recovery that followed was unusually weak. Then policymakers responded to COVID with more of the same, now adding higher inflation to the mix. It is entirely possible that the drop in M2 measure of money ends up bringing inflation down to the Fed's 2% target sometime over the next couple of years. But if so, we don't expect low inflation to last. There's a growing series of voices calling for the Fed to raise its long-term inflation target from 2% to something closer to 3%. In the short run, we expect the Fed to stick to its 2% inflation goal. Changing the target at this juncture risks severely undermining the Fed's credibility. This happened in the 1970s. Even if not explicitly stated, the Fed shifted their thinking on inflation and said it was too hard to stop. Inflation averaged 1.8% in the 10 years pre-COVID. Don't expect inflation to average that low in the decade ahead. Not until the U.S. finds a way to repeat its 1980s policy mix. And looking at our global wrap-up for the week, we're seeing that the European Central Bank pause raises hopes that others will follow. Global equities gained this week on hopes that central bank tightening cycles are near an end despite higher bond yields. A stronger dollar and firmer oil... The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury note rose nine basis points from last Friday to close at 4.34%. That's retesting the highest levels of the cycle. And on the week, the price of a barrel of West Texas Intermediate crude oil rose 2.40 to $91, while volatility, as measured by the CBOE Volatility Index or VIX, fell to 13 from 14.5 a week ago. And looking at macro news, the ECB hikes, but signals rates have likely peaked the European economic data softening markets were unsure if the European Central Bank would deliver a rate hike on Thursday. But with inflation stubbornly high, policymakers decided to raise rates a quarter of a percent to a record high 4% while also signaling that they're likely to finish hiking for this cycle. The Central Bank's statement said that based on its current assessment, the Governing Council considers that the key ECB interest rates have reached levels that maintain for a sufficiently long duration will make a substantial contribution to the timely return of inflation to its targets. The central bank raised its 2024 inflation forecast to 3.2 percent from 3 percent, while lowering its 23 and 24 growth forecasts. ECB President Christine Lagarde said that the risks to growth are tilted for the downside. Investors hope that the U.S. Federal Reserve will soon indicate that rates have peaked for this cycle. Price air fuel is pushing U.S. inflation rate for a second month. After peaking at 9.1% in June of 22, consumer prices fell every month until June of this year, when the inflation rate bottomed at 3%. Since then, inflation has rebounded to 3.7%, while the core rate has continued its decline, easing to 4.3% in August from 4.7% in July. On a month-over-month basis, CPI rose at its fastest pace in over a year, rising six-tenths of 1%, while gasoline costs accounting for over half the advance. Core CPI, which strips out its food and energy, rose at its fastest rate since February, gaining three-tenths of 1% on the month. Core services inflation, which is a focus for Fed policymakers, rose for the second month in a row by 0.37%, led by a jump in auto insurance prices. Producer prices also advanced in August. Despite the inflation uptick, traders see just a 33% chance of an additional Fed hike rate coming in coming meetings. China's economy shows signs of bottoming out. Economic activity in China rebounded modestly in August, with retail sales rising 4.6% year-over-year, beating forecasts and nearly doubling July's 2.5% rise. Industrial production rose 4.5% from a year ago, eclipsing July's 3.7% advance. The uptick in activity raised hopes that the recent targeted efforts to boost the economy are helping to stabilize it, This week, the People's Bank of China cut its required reserve ratio by a quarter percent to 7.4 percent after adding an additional stimulus with more measures expected in coming months. And we saw the Speaker of the House, McCarthy, hopes to avoid U.S. government shutdown. Saying that no one wins in a government shutdown, Speaker of the House of U.S. Representatives Kevin McCarthy vowed to avoid a closure when the U.S. government's fiscal year comes to an end on the 30th of September. McCarthy faces an infighting among his Republican caucus over issues such as border security and reining in soaring deficits. This week, McCarthy also announced that the House has launched an impeachment inquiry over President Joe Biden's involvement in his son Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. And looking at some of our quick hits this week, we saw that U.S. retail sales beat forecasts in August, rising six-tenths of one percent from July, far exceeding the one-tenth of one percent consensus forecast. Core retail sales, which is stripping out autos, gasoline, building supplies, and food services, rose a tenth of one percent, beating the minus-one-tenth of one percent consensus. However, negative revisions to June and July data muddied the picture. Dick Donahue with you with Wolf Wake up here on KGMI. We'll be back in a few minutes.
2: Enjoy your retirement at Meadow Greens, a retirement community offering warm, welcoming, independent, and assisted living apartments. Located on a premier golf course in beautiful Linden with panoramic views of green rolling hills and snow-capped mountains, Meadow Greens offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and complimentary unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. Apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a more social meal at the Outward Nine restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. Then relax with a glass of wine with friends or cozy up next to the fireplace with a good book in the library lounge. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Call Meadow Greens today to
0: arrange a private tour at 354 8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens.
3: Swans Clean Care and Restoration is excited because football season is here. Time to get geared up to watch the game, prepare the game day snacks, display your favorite team's colors, and invite friends and family over. But before you invite everyone over, it's time to get your carpets cleaned and deodorized because the last thing you want is Great Aunt Mildred complaining about how fresh your carpets are. Let the professionals at Swans Clean Care and Restoration get your carpets clean and ready this football season. Find them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com
4: Tuning into the high school football game. Monitoring the incoming storm. They say what I think, but smarter. Catching your favorite talk show.
0: These are just few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio.
4: And AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you and your family safe in dangerous times.
0: Visit wearebroadcasters.com to learn more and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI.
5: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
2: If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife.
1: Welcome back to Wolf Wake Up. Dick Donahue here with you this Sunday morning here on KGMI. We're Asset Advisors. We are located out on the Pacific Highway in the Pacific Commerce Center. Out here with Wilson's Furniture, off to your right as you head north to Ferndale, north of the Slater Road. Our address is 5060 Pacific Highway, Suite 101, Ferndale, Washington, 98248. Our phone number is 360-733-1200. And check out our website at wealthwakeup.com. It's not... not yet not the new one but we're getting close okay some more quick hits we saw the united auto workers contract with detroit's big three automakers expired at midnight thursday precipitating the first ever uaw strike against the three companies workers walked out on three plants on friday as the strike began we also saw the italian prime minister signaled this week Italy is going to withdraw from China's Belt and Road Initiative. Wage growth in the United Kingdom is presenting a challenge for the Bank of England as it tries to get inflation under control. Wages rose at a 7.8% annualized pace in the three months ending in July, outstripping the 6.8% rise in inflation and increasing fears of a wage price spiral. Stagflation worries increased following news that the United Kingdom economy contracted by a half a percent in July, while industrial production declined seven-tenths of one percent. And amid a flood of imported Chinese electric vehicles, the European Union this week launched a probe into Chinese government subsidies of the EV industry. Chinese officials called the move naked protectionism. China is grappling with enormous excess EV production capacity and has increased exports due to slowing domestic EV demand. S&P Global finds that more U.S. companies have filed for bankruptcy so far in 2023 than they did in either 2021 or 22. As of August 31st, there have been 459 filings so far this year, compared to 373 in 2022 and 408 in 2021. And according to the U.S. Census Bureau, median inflation-adjusted U.S. household income declined for the third straight year in 2022, falling 2.3% to $74,580. Since peaking in 2019, real incomes have fallen 4.7%. The nation's poverty rate last year remained at 11.5%. And while traveling to Russia to meet the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un pledged support for Russia in its war with Ukraine. With a month left to go in the fiscal year, the U.S. federal budget deficit reached $1.52 trillion in August versus $946 billion a year ago in the same juncture. We saw the Bank of Japan governor said this week that the bank may have enough information by year end to bring to a close its negative interest rate policy. Bank stocks and bond yields rose on the, on the comments, though the yen gained only marginally against the dollar. And we saw U.S. industrial production rose four tenths of one percent in August, beating economists' estimates. We also saw U.S. consumers expect less inflation, according to the University of Michigan survey. In the coming year, those surveyed in September expect inflation to be 3.1%, while long-term, 5 to 10 years. In the future, inflation expectations fell to 2.7% from 3%. That's the lowest level in a year. And that is good news for the Fed. Hey, looking at some of our economic reports this week gonna start out with the consumer price index report and the Federal Reserve may have gained some traction against inflation but the inflation problem is far from finished as expected inflation came in hot in August with consumer prices up 6 tenths of 1 percent for the month largely driven by a 5.6 percent surge in energy prices in turn This pushed the 12-month change for the headline index up 3.7% versus 3.2% in July, and while this is a huge improvement versus the 8.3% of August of 22, it's still nowhere close to the Fed's official inflation target of 2%. The Fed's battle against inflation is not over, and a deeper dive under the inflation hood confirms this. Core prices, which exclude the effects of the typically volatile food and energy sectors, remain elevated, rising 3 tenths of 1% for the month above consensus expected 2 tenths of 1%, and up 4.3% in the last 12 months. Rental inflation, both on actual tenants and the imputed rental value of owner-occupied homes, continues to run hot, up 4 tenths of 1% for the month and running above the 5% annualized rate over 3, 6, and 12-month time frames. Meanwhile, a subset category of inflation that the Fed is watching closely called its super core, which excludes food, energy, and other goods, and housing rents rose 4 tenths of 1% in August, is also up 4% in the last 12 months. No matter which way you cut it, Inflation remains nowhere close to where the Fed wants it to be. If you couple that with the resi- resilient U.S labor market, Powell and Company are going to have plenty of reason to keep monetary policy tight in the months to come. The worst part in this report was that real average hourly earnings began declined to half a percent in August, taking a large bite out of the consumer spending power. We continue to believe a recession is on its way. Equity investors should remain vigilant as we navigate these unprecedented times. We also got in the August retail sales report this week. And you can't always judge a cover book by its cover The headline increase in 6 tenths of 1% in retail sales suggests that the consumer price is thriving, easily beating the consensus expected gain of a tenth of 1%. However, factoring in revisions to previous months, retail sales only registered a modest 2 tenths of 1% increase. Also, the August surge in sales was predominantly fueled by a substantial 5.2% in gasoline stations as pump prices skyrocketed by 10 point six percent in other words higher sales were due to revisions and inflation that doesn't reflect higher living standards with oil prices on an upwardly trajectory, we anticipate further increases at the pump. Core sales, which exclude volatile categories such as autos, building materials, and gas stations, crucial for an estimating GDP, inched up a tenth of 1% in August and were revised downward from previous months, still of unchanged in September. These sales will be up 5.5% annualized rate in the third quarter compared to a second quarter average this is consistent with our view that real gdp growth will be unusually strong in the third quarter before decelerating rapidly late this year consumers are starting to run out of excess covid savings which were boosted by temporary and artificial government stimulus payments over the last twelve months Overall retail sales have risen by 2.5%, falling short of inflation indicating a decline in real retail sales, while retail sales hit another record high this month. Real retail sales peaked back in April of 22. have since declined by 2.7% from the peak. Our view remains that the tightening in monetary policy since last year will eventually deliver a recession, expecting more deterioration in retail sales later this year. In employment news, initial claims for jobless benefits inched up 3,000 last week to 220,000, while continuing claims rose 4,000 to 1.688 million. These figures suggest continued job growth in the month of September. And we're going to do the August producer price index report as well, and producer prices jumped 7 tenths of 1% in August following a large rise in July, reminding the Fed that the inflation fight is still far from over. The year-ago comparison for producer prices is now up 1.6%, has fallen considerably since the 11.7% peak in March of twenty-two. We need to keep in mind, though, that much of this moderation is due to the outsized jump in inflation immediately after the invasion of Ukraine last year, which now is rolling off year-ago calculations, and inflation has re-accelerated of late, with producer prices up 4.3% at an annualized rate in the last three months. You can take a look at the details of the report, and it shows that core prices, which excludes the typically volatile food and energy components, rose two-tenths of 1% in August and is up 2.2% in the last year. The goods sector led prices higher in August, raising 2% on the back of surging energy costs. If you strip out energy and goods prices, which have been flat on the month, service prices rose 2 Tenths of 1% in August as higher costs for transportation and warehousing were tempered by a decline in margins received by wholesalers. Prices further back in the pipeline suggest final goods inflation will likely fall in the months ahead. Prices for intermediate demand processed goods rose 2.1% in August are down 4.3% in the last year. While unprocessed goods prices rose 1.3% in August, but they are down 26.9% in the last year. And while modest core inflation readings are welcome, the data from the CPI report reiterates that the Fed hasn't reached the finish line. When the Fed meets next week, they will most likely keep rates unchanged, but we do expect that they'll make clear that a further the rate hike remains on the table. The economy is in the grip of a battle between the ongoing impacts from the tsunami of money that hit the system in 20 and 21 is still being absorbed while at the same time starting to show signs of a riptide from the Fed and Treasury Department pulling money out of the system in the last year. Economic growth remains positive, but we still believe a recession is on the horizon. Now how the Fed will respond and if and when recession appears is very much an open question. The Fed's failures in the 1970s should be a stark reminder of the painful results of easing before the battle against inflation is fully won. Dick Donnie with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. We'll be back shortly. We don't have the
0: usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Hi, this is Dale Verbanek, and I just won $1,000. Dale's our latest grand-in-your-hand winner, and he's got plans. Maybe I'll throw a Jimmy Buffett memorial party. I'm a parent hit from way back. You could be next. Just listen for our $1,000 keyword each weekday during the 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. hours. Enter before midnight
4: at KGMI.com. That's cool.
0: I'll take it. KGMI wants to put a grand in your hand
4: next A crisp company logoed shirt and uniform from Bergen, Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts, makes your employees look and feel more professional. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery and all kinds of logoed promotional products. Like when you place an order online, Bergen's guarantees that your order will be completed on time to your specifications with a smile. Get your logo on the best brand names out there from North Face, Carhartt, Columbia, Russell Outdoor, Adidas and Izod, Vanson, Tommy Hilfinger, and more. Your employees will want to rep your brand in Bergen's logoed work apparel. And why not start a new company tradition with Employee Milestones Appreciation Customized Gear? Elevate your brand with Bergen Customized Company Apparel from polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags and more. Bergen does it all. Give him a call to get a quote within 24 hours or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham and online at bergenembroidery.com.
0: That buzzing sound you hear? No, it isn't murder hornets, but that doesn't mean it's nice. Don't share your yard with wasps, yellow jackets, or bald-faced hornets. Call BioBug today. They're experts at getting rid of what's bugging you with effective, low-risk methods that will take care of your pest problem in no time. From ants, moles, and mice to all those stinging insects that are making your patio less pleasant, let BioBug help you get outside and enjoy the warmer weather. Service you trust, experience you expect.
3: Visit them today at BioBug.com. Vista Materials is now open. Stop by just north of Ferndale to pick up topsoil, gravel, mulch, sand, and the other landscaping supplies you need to turn your yard into a thing of beauty. Located on Vista Drive just off Grandview in Ferndale across from Perry Pallet. Delivery is also available. Check out VistaMaterialsInc.com for a full list of products or call 360-366-5239 with any questions. Vista Materials is now open and ready to serve you in Ferndale because roots matter.
5: Psst.
0: Psst. Hey. Psst. Hey, you. No, no, it's not your phone. It's me, the
3: radio.
5: Turn me up. You need to hear this. Looking for new furniture or a new mattress?
2: Box Drop is the spot. Box Drop always offers 30 to 80% off retail prices on brand-new furniture and mattresses with easy financing available. Stop by in Sequoia Drive, off Cordata Parkway, or find Box Drop Bellingham on social media. Comfort and style await at Box Drop Bellingham. Delivery available.
5: digital marketing you're not sure how it works if it works or if you're getting any return on your investment yet you might be embarrassed to ask too many questions in fear you may look uninformed or out of touch digital marketing isn't it great hi this is Heidi Person general manager of the Cascade Radio Group as business owners and those who run companies we realize when it comes to advertising your company you frequently have more questions than answers For example, when you buy digital advertising, is the only thing you're ever sure about how much money you're spending? You're not alone. Many of the businesses we work with have had the same questions and concerns until we were able to help them better understand the process. So give us a call for a free, no-obligation review of your digital advertising plan. There's no strings, no hidden costs, just helpful expertise. Contact me today at 360-734-9790. It's Heidi Person. We're the Cascade Radio Group, and we want to help your business grow.
0: Joe Buck and John Smoltz welcoming you back to the City Center Convenience Mart. Heather's moment has arrived, and you just hope all that training pays off. Heather lays down her purchase, but Randy rings it up as slowly as he can. Uh Uh-oh. Yep, she's looking at the cigarettes. There's nothing good back there. Heather's arm is in motion, but she just grabs the gum off the counter. That's a slick move. Even Randy tips his cap to Heather. Stand up to cancer and Rally wants you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to TakeAHealthyStand.org. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. I have it on my radio all day, every day. I have it on my vehicle, and I listen to it at home. Hear us at AM 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com.
1: Welcome back to Wolf Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you. We're going to continue on with our economic reports for the week, and we also had the August Industrial Production and Capacity Utilization Report come out. An industrial production surprised to the upside in August, rising for the second month in a row. Looking at the details, the strength in the report was broad-based with nearly every major category posting a gain. The largest subcomponent manufacturing activity rose at a tepid one tenth of one percent. However, that masked some of the strength behind the surface, and while output in the volatile auto sector fell five percent in August, the non auto manufacturing posted the largest monthly gain since January, rising six tenths of one percent. Meanwhile, the utility sector, which is volatile and largely dependent on the weather, also helped drive the headline gain, posting an increase increase of nine tenths of one percent. And finally output in the mining sector increased one point four percent in August. This is also the largest gain since January. A faster pace of oil and gas extraction more than offset declines in the mining of other commodities and the drilling of new wells. Given that the mining index remains below its pre-pandemic highs, and the fact that West Texas intermediate crude prices have recently surged back above the $90 a barrel, we expect mining to be a lifeline for the industrial production in the near term. In other factory news, the Empire State Index, a measure of the New York factory sentiment, jumped to plus one point nine percent from September, and it was down minus nineteen in August. Also, import prices rose a half a percent in August, while export prices increased one point three percent. In the last year, import prices are down three percent, while export prices are down five and a half percent. I'm going to talk about five ways that you can help your adult children develop financial independence. Millions of young adults have moved back in with their parents in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic, and an unaffordable housing market and debilitating student loan debt are among other reasons. In fact, according to a survey conducted by Polefish, nearly 25% of millennials are living in their parents as of 2022. Additionally, the research determined that about 1 in 8 from that demographic moved back in during the aforementioned year. This unsurprisingly has affected the wallets of older Americans throwing their retirement plans in jeopardy. According to research on those working past the average retirement age, dubbed employment extenders, parents living with their adult children are significantly more likely, at 33%, than those who do not, at 3%, to stay financially supporting their children as a factor in their continued employment. It is critical, then, That parents who are at or near the typical retirement age begin advising their adult children on financial freedom. To begin, consider these tips: one, have a family meeting, openly discuss your own financial goals, including retirement, and your capacity to help. Let them know that there are limits talk about the fact that in if you as parents sacrifice your own emergency funds and retirement savings you could be the ones dependent on someone else in retirement number 2 ensure that they have some skin in the game involve your adult children in the planning process but also ask them to contribute to their own financial independence set expectations for maintaining employment and contributing to household costs Number three, create a timeline. Prepare a proposal to discuss with your adult child. If you're going to completely cut someone off, it's only fair to give them a year of notice where possible. Or perhaps there's another milestone that you can put out there, like age 25 or 30, or once they have a full-time job. Number four, you can provide non-financial assistance. You can help research careers, find jobs, build a wardrobe, Prepare for interviews, study for professional exams, and make introductions to professional networks. You can give them the tools to be successful on their own so that they are sustainable. And number five, resources for adult children with disabilities. There are financial supports available that you and your adult child may not be aware of. Did you know that programs like SSI and Medicaid only consider family resources prior to age 18 or 19 in some states as countable against the program's financial restrictions? Consider applying for all available programs to create cash flow, pay for medical and therapeutic expenses, and even help with housing and transportation in some instances. If you have a student loan debt accumulated on behalf of a child with a disability, consider applying for a discharge under the Total and Permanent Disability program. And we got a report out this week that said that the Fed is done raising rates and will cut them in 24, according to a group of bank economists. They said the Federal Reserve is done raising interest rates and will likely cut them by roughly one percentage point next year, according to the chief economist of some of North America's largest banks. While the U.S. will probably dodge a recession, economic growth looks set to slow markedly in the coming quarters, pushing up unemployment where inflation reduction. The largest forecast from the American Bankers Association's Economic Advisory Committee shows, given both demonstrated and anticipated progress in inflation, the majority of the committee members believe that the Fed's tightening cycle has run its course. The U.S. Central Bank is widely expected to hold rates steady at its next meeting this week, though investors are divided over whether it will follow that up with a rate increase later in the year the ABA that's the American Bankers Association's advisory committee includes economists from JP Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley and Wells Fargo. Its forecasts are regularly presented to Fed Chair Jerome Powell and fellow members of the central bank's board in Washington. The committee sees economic growth slowing to less than an annualized 1% rate in the coming three quarters in response to the Fed's past interest rate increases and a tightening of credit conditions according to their median forecast. Unemployment is projected to rise to 4.4% by the end of next year from 3.8% in August, while consumer prices inflation is forecast to ease to 2.2% from 3.2% in July. The committee sees the odds of recession next year at just under 50 percent and we also had a report out this week that said inflation has dragged real u.s households down by 2.3 percent so far in the last year, said that U.S. inflation-adjusted household income decreased 2.3% in 2022 from a year earlier, highlighting the toll of higher cost of living on American families. The median income last year was $74,580. That compared with $76,330 in 2021, according to the Census Bureau's annual report on income, poverty, and health insurance coverage. The Tuesday data represents a concerning picture for American families' economic health in the second year of Joe Biden's presidency after pandemic-related turbulence in 2020 gave way to soaring inflation during the following two years. At the end of 2022, annual inflation stood at 6.5% after reaching a four-decade high in June of that year. It has since cooled. The report also showed that the U.S. poverty rate, which is calculated before taxes and excludes stimulus payments and tax credits, edged lowered to 11.5% from 11.6% in the prior year. In 2019, the poverty rate dropped to its lowest level in census data back to 1959. Last year, 37.9 million people were in poverty, little changed from the prior year. The U.S. poverty rate has been c- roughly cut in half over the last six decades. And while the official poverty rate ticked down, a supplemental measure which is based on post-tax income and includes governmental transfer payments, like stimulus checks, rose up to 12.4% last year. That's up 4.6 percentage points from 21, which is likely reflected the end of the pandemic-era relief programs. The so-called Gini Index, a measure of income inequality, fell to 0.488. Indicating a narrowing of the gap as pay among highest earners decreased. A Gini coefficient of zero reflects perfect equality, where all income and wealth values are the same, while a Gini coefficient of one or 100% reflects maximum inequality. Median incomes in the 90th percentile fell to 216,022, while incomes for those in the bottom 10th ticked up to $17,100. Interesting report.
2: Dick Donahue, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. There are a lot of great dads out there. Sometimes those dads get divorced. For more than 30 years, we've represented men in divorce, confronting the pitfalls that could devastate your finances or harm your family relationships. While every situation is different, our goal is to get the best outcome for you and your kids. Visit CordellCordell.com to take the first step.
0: For matters in Idaho, visit CordellCordell.com, 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702.
5: Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. PNW Perks is bringing
3: you some good news this week with the Newsroom Pub in Linden. On Thursday, you can spend $25 and get $50 to spend at the Newsroom Pub. If you're craving great-tasting food and local brews in an atmosphere that's making headline news, look no further than the Newsroom Pub. Lunch or dinner, it's always a top story when you visit the Newsroom Pub. Their locally-sourced menu will delight with offerings of Dutch delicacies, uniquely battered fish and chips, salads, hot-pressed sandwiches, and many other pub favorites. Plus, always making the front page are their incredibly delicious smash burgers a must try the newsroom's drinks are local as well featuring craft beers wines and ciders also the bar offers a variety of house cocktails and custom made hard drinks the pub's interior was designed and built to preserve much of the historic charm of the old linden tribune on thursday with pnw perks you can score a 50 dollars gift certificate to the newsroom pub in linden for just 25 dollars. get all the details at pnwperks.com KGMI connects with Joe and He's like a box of chocolates. Each weekday at 4 p.m. You never
1: know what you're going to get.
3: Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA.
1: Welcome back to Wealth Wake Up. Dick Donahue with you. If you got questions for me, give me a call. 360-733-1200. Well, we're seeing a report out this week that the IRS is ramping up its crackdown on millionaires and tax cheats. The IRS says that it has launched a sweeping effort to restore fairness in the tax system, including going after 1,600 millionaires and 75 large business partnerships that owe hundreds of millions of dollars in past new taxes. The agency said that the new effort is building off work following the Inflation Reduction Act funding it received last August, and it'll center on adding more attention on wealthy partnerships and other high earners that have seen sharp drops in audit rates for those taxpayer segments during the last decade. The IRS compliance teams, it said, are equipped with new improved technology, including AI tools that will help it to better detect tax cheating, identify emerging compliance threats, and improve case selection tools to avoid burdening taxpayers with needless no change audits. This new compliance push makes good on the promise of the Inflation Reduction Act to ensure that the IRS holds our wealthiest filers accountable to pay their full amount that they owe, according to IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel. He said in a press release, the years of underfunding that predicated the Inflation Reduction Act led to the lowest audit rate of wealthy filers in our history. He says, I am committed to reversing this trend, making sure that new funding will mean more effective compliance efforts on the wealthy, while middle and low-income filers will continue to see no change in historically low pre-IRA audit rates for years to come. The $1.7 trillion Inflation Reduction Act of 22 increased the IRS budget by roughly $80 billion over the next 10 years for expansion and modernization efforts. More than half of the amount was intended to beef up enforcement of the agency's auditing of companies and individuals who make more than $400,000 annually. The funding was trimmed. By one point four million as part of the debt ceiling and budget cuts package passed by Congress this summer. And the White House has said that an agreement with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy calls for another twenty billion to be repurposed over the next two years to other non defense programs. In July, the agency reported that services had dramatically improved and it had so far recovered thirty-eight million dollars. That's $38 $38 million for more than 175 high-income earners in past months. The IRS said that 1,600 millionaires who will be con- contacted by the agency owe at least 250000 each in back taxes and that the 75 large business partnerships includes hedge funds, real estate investment partnerships, and publicly traded partnerships, large law firms, and other industries each have an average assets of more than $10 billion. The agency said it will also mail compliance letters beginning in October to 500 partnerships of more than $10 million in an effort to address discrepancies on balance sheets, which it said has been increasing over the years. Taxpayers finding partnership returns are showing discrepancies in the millions of dollars between end-of-year balances compared to beginning of balances the following year, the agency said. Many of these taxpayers are not attaching required statements explaining the difference. This effort will focus on high-risk large partnerships to quickly address the balance street discrepancy. Other key areas that the agency said it will prioritize in the next year include expanding the compliance work on digital asset transactions and targeting and auditing high-income taxpayers who continue to use foreign bank accounts to dodge filing and paying taxes. Additionally, The agency said that it'll step up its efforts against unscrupulous tax preparers who exploit people claiming tax credits, such as the Earned Income Tax Credit, which is designed to help workers with modest incomes. Audit rates, it noted, retain at high levels in recent years, while rates drop precipitously for those with higher income, partnerships, and others with more complex tax situations. The IRS is on the side of taxpayers and will be working to protect hardworking people from scammers or fraudsters who. Try to use the tax system to their schemes, whether it's promising people inflated EITC amounts or tricking people into tax-related identity theft, according to Werfel. Protecting hardworking taxpayers is a critical component to ensure the success of the related identity theft. Werfel said, "Protecting hardworking taxpayers is a critical component to ensuring the success of the nation's tax system." And the IRS will be working throughout the fall in the 2024 filing season to take these steps to help people. We get a lot of questions from clients and callers and what have you, so I'm going to go ahead and try to answer a couple of them here. One I had is, should I pay off my student loan earlier or should I invest the money? And basically the question came, I have a student loan that's been in deferment because of my attending graduate school. I graduated in May and now I have the opportunity to start paying $700 a month to pay off a 5% loan by April of twenty-four. The loan interest raises above 5% in May of 24. Does it make sense to pay off the loan while it's still 5%? Or should I just make minimum payments and then invest what I would have allocated to paying off the loan by April? And the pretty easy answer here I'd pay it off because this is like getting a 5% after-tax return. In other words, you need to earn about 6 and 2 thirds percent before tax in order to generate that 5%, and that's at a 25% tax bracket. And you won't have to worry about the debt after you pay it off, giving you more flexibility if you have to move from one job to another, as a young investor, the most important investment is the one you've already made. You've invested in your human capital by getting a degree. This will pay off over time. The second most important investment that you can make is to take full advantage of your employer match of your 401k. It's like earning a no-risk 50 to 100% immediately on your savings. And then I had another question. I have a legal question we had to tell them to refer them to an attorney, but they said, can my stepmother transfer dad's house into her trust? And the question was, my father passed away in 2014, leaving his assets in dad's name revocable trust. With my stepmother being the executrix or trustee and the children, including myself, as successor trustees, I have found that their home is now owned by my stepmother's named revocable trust. It is customary that the trust name to change or would she have made a change to the trust through an estate attorney. Well, my response is, it sounds like you're looking at how the property is titled at the registry of deeds. It has been transferred from your father's revocable trust to your stepmother's revocable trust that may only be accomplished through a new deed. Whether your stepmother had the authority to make this transfer depends on the terms of your father's trust. It may have provided that the house be held in trust for your stepmother's life and then passed to your father's children, or it may have given your stepmother complete, control. In the first case, it seems like the transfer was inappropriate. In the second, it would have been permitted. There are instances where the name of the trust can change without a new deed. For instance, your father's trust might say, that after his death, the house is to be held in your mother's benefit under terms set out in a particular section of your father's trust. In that case, to identify how the property is to be held, it must be titled as a stepmother's share under Section 10 of dad's revocable trust. However, this occurs more often with bank and investment accounts, especially when the trust is divided up more than one share for tax reasons or because of different shares are held for separate beneficiaries. To be sure whether your stepmother violated the terms of the trust, I would recommend that you bring it along with your documentation that the title was changed to an estate planning attorney. They can advise you whether she overstepped her powers under the trust. And if so, you should be able to take those measures in order to cancel the transfer or something you need to look at. And another question. This is RMDs as a beneficiary. He wanted to know if he could skip his 2023 RMD if I inherited an IRA. And basically the answer there was that he said he inherited the IRA last year in 2022 and his financial institution that manages it took out the RMD in 22 based on the original owner because they had not done that before passing, which they were required to do. So based on some capital gains for 23 though, I want to not take an RMD in 23 and I've read that the IRS is waiving the penalty for 23 if I don't take one. So he said, I have two questions first. Can I skip taking one in 2023? And then, number two, how would I calculate the amount that I need to take in 2024? Am I going to take a distribution that covers a two year period, or would I be looking at the life expectancy table for 23 or 24? Well, this question here is, if you're a non-eligible designated beneficiary, you're required to empty the account by December 31st of 2032. That's the end of the 10th year after the year of death. You're required to take annual RMDs in one, the years 1 through 9. A non-eligible designated beneficiary is someone not in these categories. Either you're not a surviving spouse, you're not a minor child of the owner, or you're a chronically ill or disabled individual, or someone older than, but not more than 10 years younger than, the IRA owner. However, the IRS has said that you don't need to take that RMD in 23, which is the first year of the 10-year period. So again, assuming that you're a non-eligible designated beneficiary, RMDs would be required in 24, you'd not have to take the Wave 23 RMD. To calculate the 24 RMD, you would use your life expectancy factor under the IRS single life table based on your age in 23, subtract one from that. Note that these rules are different if you were an eligible designated beneficiary. Dick Donahue with you with Wealth Wake Up here on KGMI. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, our live show on Saturdays at 11. If you got questions for me, give me a call, 360-733-1200.
4: voiced on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified
5: professional prior to making a decision.